Blog Talk Radio. Lifetime cut it off. 
And I don't know how much time they cut off. I've tried two different places to go and look for the ending of Strength of a Woman. So if anybody has that information, please let a girl know, okay? <laughs> All right, so with that, we will go ahead and get to the rundown for tonight. This is a sports show. So the suspension of John Morant is in, inbounds or out of bounds as far as the suspension and the amount. But his count said what? Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. CP3, he's a bit offended, but should he be? Oh, yeah, Tyreek Hill altercation, a lot of news and notes for NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball. Of course, Wednesday Wikipedia loosened his lyrics. TJ's motivational moment, you already know, it's Wednesday night, so it is a jam-packed show for you. So go ahead, get your popcorn, get your Twizzlers, whatever you need for the next two hours, okay, to get you through along with the ladies of LL Sports 2. Oh, do you see it? Do you? Oh, it's already coming, and it's only 8.04. All right, let's go ahead and jump to our first break, and then on the outside of this, we'll be bringing in the ladies and talking about the suspension. It's in. It's in. Let's talk about it. It is LL Sports 2 with TJ. One, two, one, two, one, two. I am the overweight lover, MC Heavy D. This one goes out to my man, DJ Eddie F. Trouble T. Roy, my partner, G. Wiz. This also goes out to my money earner, my burning crew. Dame Daddy, James Huff, Pete Rock, Nick Love, Trent Boogie, and my man, Chris Hewley. Oh, not 
just watch me call Chevy, 4 by 4 Blazer, favorite halftime, Steve Baker, size, ten and a half, sometimes 11, place of rest after death, heaven, favorite dessert, chocolate cupcake, favorite dance, my, the heavy DJ, run, my territory, I will say never, the overweight lover, is highly too clever, extremely intellectual, not bisexual, if this was a basketball game, I win the sectional, championship, then he rotated it with a little onion dip, and then I take a trip to Maui, Maui is a little out of the of Hawaii, I get up on the plate with someone who's say fly me, you never hear another beat quite like this, done it real smooth with a lyrical twist, empties in my path, I'm a steadily pout, happy season effect, with more bounce to the out, more bounce to the out. favorite heavy D joints. Yes, 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. We are now live on Facebook Live. So y'all make sure that you tune in. Uh, you can catch us many different ways. You just make sure that you catch us, okay? 8 to 10 every Wednesday night. What's up, William? I see you in the house. My mommy, Denise Green, holding down the fort. Frederick, I see you. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. And as I always say, share the show. Share the show. All right. Um, I think I forgot to say who the, the songs were tonight. Uh, no rhyme, no reason. Um, they're just, uh, oh, there is a birthday boy, though, so hopefully we'll get to that one. Uh-oh, I think I lost one of my ladies here. Uh-oh. Oh, here we go. Getting ready to go to the phone lines here. Getting ready to go to the phone No, 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 no. Where'd she go? Where'd she go? Where'd she go? Okay, I think we go. I think here we are. Here we are. We got the triple threat in the house tonight. Terry, A. Lou, y'all with me? Good evening, good evening, girls. It's a big world. Yes. <laughs> oh, ladies, I'm taking my microphone off now. All right, so Terry, we have you for the first hour, correct? Yes, ma'am. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into this because you know exactly where we are going to. Start tonight's show. Reginald, I see you in the house. Thank you so much for tuning in. And y'all hit us up on the timeline when you want to comment on the conversation. All right? Yes, we're going to start it. Ladies, we were correct. The NBA wasted no time. Friday morning, uh, and I believe that this was on purpose, too. They did it during the 10 o'clock hour. Um, so it was breaking news during first take. I didn't get a chance to see it live. Uh, but I was able to go back and watch the recording. So the NBA, they have come down with their suspension for John Morant, and it is 25 games. So this was um, this information was brought down on Friday, this past Friday. We know that John was suspended for eight games back in March. This was after the Instagram Live video showed him displaying a firearm in a Denver area nightclub. And then two months later, here we are again, where he was riding in a car with one of his boys, um, and he was filmed posing with the firearm in the car. Uh, let's see. According to Adam Silver, uh, Commissioner Adam Silver, uh, he said in a leaked statement, I quote, 
John Morant's decision to again wield a firearm on social media is alarming and concerning given his similar conduct in March, for which he was already suspended eight games. The potential for other young people to emulate John's conduct is particularly concerning. Under these circumstances, we believe a suspension of 25 games is appropriate and makes clear that engaging in reckless and irresponsible behavior with guns will not be tolerated, end quote. All right. So I have um, like a breakdown. Uh, there's like uh, questions and then um, the NBA insiders um, contributed to this. Bobby Marks, Kevin Pelton, Jim McMahon, and Brian Windhorst. They all provided information um, to these questions and answers that I'm going to be posing um, to the ladies. But ladies, just overall, real quick, what was your thought uh, when you heard the 25-game suspension? Uh, inbound, what did you, um, were you, is that, did you think that was satisfactory? Did you think it was going to be more? Did you think it was going to be less? Just what were your overall thoughts when you heard the 25-game suspension? Ain't Lou, we'll have you kick that off. Uh, I, uh, I thought, I mean, 25 games, I, I thought it could have, it, it would have been more, I thought, but uh, I guess they was saying that they had to go back and because I heard rumor that it could have been a toy gun. Some people were saying it was a toy gun. No, dude, toy boy, you metal gold. You just don't be flashing stuff like that. That's just stupid, okay? So uh, they suspended him 25. He's lost a lot of money, so I'm good with that. I just need to make an example of him right now. You know, I know he's young and all that, but he needs to. Somebody needs to knock some sense in his head. And if he's going, if it's hitting his pocketbook, we'll, we'll knock some sense in him. We'll let it happen. Mm, okay, but you did think it was going to be more than 25 games, though, correct? Yeah, I thought it would have been more. Because, okay. uh, you know, when they say, oh, we got some new development, so they probably just urging us along there. But anyway, I'm glad that they finally okay. uh, sent this him and, you know, brought down the hammer so we can keep moving forward. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to go in, like I said, we're going to go into some detail here in a little bit. But, um, Terry, what were your overall thoughts on the 25 games? I really don't think it was going to be a whole lot more than 25 games. To be honest, I was shocked that it was only 25. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mike Mathis, I see you in the house. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Ladies, we are all in agreement. I was definitely thinking it was going to be more than 25 games. Uh, and Ain't Lou, like you alluded to, just with the release of, you know, having um, more information that they were, you know, kind of contemplating, it seemed like. Uh, but, yeah, 25 games, I was expecting it to be more. Now, on the flip side of that, uh, Kendrick Perkins, he was speaking on first take, and he said, for all of you who think that 25 games is not a lot, oh, it is, because there's implications with the amount um, of 25 games, what that, what that prohibits you from, what that keeps you away from, what that keeps you out of, and stuff like that. So 25 games is a substantial amount when, when it boils down to the life of an NBA player. But for us, I guess it's just like a minimal, you know, number because you do have 82 games. Now, let's dive a little bit in, uh, deeper into this. So um, the question, why did the league choose 25 games? And as I go through these questions and answers, lady, I'm going to um, open up the floor to you so that you can comment on it. Um, so, again, it says, why did the league choose 25 games? So the penalty um, fits into where the league positions itself following the Miles Bridges suspension that happened just this past April. So Miles Bridges was suspended for 30 games, 20 of those being served during the season, 
to the 22-23 season uh, for pleading no contest to a felony domestic violence charge. And Silver, Adam Silver, commissioner, is on record saying that Moran's actions were a safety issue and not a legal one. Okay, so again, Bridges suspended 30 games for uh, related to domestic violence, but John Moran, his was more of um, a not a legal issue, but more of a safety issue. Um, the league, they were taking this position um, on Moran's actions saying that they were reckless and portrayed him and the NBA in a negative light, but, again, that the incident did not rise to the level of Miles Bridges. So again, that's why it was 25 versus 30. Uh, now, the NBPA, from their perspective, which is the union for the NBA, they said that the suspension is not in line with past precedent, saying, I quote, as to the discipline imposed, which keeps them off the court until December and requires some unstated conditions to be met before he can return, we believe it is excessive and inappropriate for a number of reasons, including the facts involved in this particular incident, and that it is not fair and consistent with past discipline in our league. This is according to Executive Director Tamika Tomaglio. Um, she also went on to say, we will explore with Jaw all options and next, end quote. Excuse me. So, ladies, um, your thoughts on now why they deemed it 25, and, again, saying basically there, you know, wasn't a lot of precedent to kind of gauge this by. So do you agree more with the league or with the MBPA that it was excessive? But I think we kind of delved into that, but, you know, just having that little bit more information. Um, any different thoughts, Terry? Well, uh, I'm going to say this, Tina, then um, you can correct me or, you know, point me in the right direction tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, from my understanding and some things that, you know, that I had read, um, you have, there's 82 games in the season. And them, and I think you have to play sixty plus game. I think around sixty, but sixty seven, sixty eight, or something games in order to qualify for, uh, I mean, be eligible for like the MVP and you know other awards. So yes. they cut by giving him twenty five games. That cuts him off from being eligible. Am I that right? Is, that is correct. Okay. okay. So I think, you know, um, I think overall as far as, you know, them giving him the, the 25 games, you know, I'm fine with that. I thought it was going to be more. Um, but I think that's why, you know, they did it. They gave him the 25 because that make him ineligible to, um, for any type of award. Exactly. That is true. That is true. Okay. Um, ain't Luke? Any thoughts on that part I just went over? Uh, not really, because, you know, because, like I said, even if they missed it on this one, you know, not finding him more severe, you know, there's been other people who have gotten lighter fines, and, you know, so, you know, it's, it's all good. Just get it out the way. Let's keep moving, you know. Okay. Actually, Karen, I see you in the house. Yvonne, thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. Y'all make sure you share the show. Okay. So I guess with them saying that there hadn't been any precedent before to gauge on how to or how to punish John Morant, 
I mean, I, I can understand that. But from the NBA, NBPA point, um, I mean, there's a first time for everything. You're not always going to have the bylaws to know how to dipl- discipline certain players when they don't do the normal um, infractions. I mean, there's going to be a first for something. So in this case, to try to say that there was that it that it's not fair and consistent. Well, it's not fair and consistent because we never dealt with a situation like this before. So there's really no precedent that you can go by. You're kind of just picking choosing which does which does this certain infraction fall under. And unfortunately, it seems to be just in its own category because he has not broken any laws. He did not do anything illegal. Um, this is more of a moral and ethical uh, mistake from his point. Just kind of stupidity. Not saying that he's stupid, but he did do some stupid actions multiple times. So I don't think they have right. a, a, they don't have punishment for stupidity yet. But here it comes. Thank you, John Murray. Okay. So so now um so the next part it said what precedent, if any, exists for this type of suspension? Well, we know that Gilbert Arenas and Javaris Crittenton, uh Crichton, I'm sorry, they were both suspended for the rest of the season back in January twenty ten. That was after an incident involving guns in the Washington Wizards locker room. But again, they were in the Washington Wizards locker room, meaning they were on NBA um soil. <laughs> they you know, they were on the premises of an NBA uh team facility. So, again, does that set precedent? No, not really, because John Morant was nowhere near uh, the Memphis Grizzlies facility when he did these actions. Um, so can you really use this as precedent? Uh, I guess that, that would be my question, uh, ladies. Do you even feel like they could use this situation as precedent to try to um, discipline John Morant? Whoever wants to jump in first. I don't think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you, Miss Terry. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in total agreement with that. Um, then it goes to what rules rule did Morant break, and is there an appeal process? So the NBA they have um, they have the broad power to believe if a player um, if their conduct was detrimental to the league. Um, Adam Silver he says I quote. When we have a standard for conduct detrimental, at the end of the day, it's one, it's one based on what we see as the values of this league and what our expectations from our players are in terms of the image we're portraying to our fans. He also went on to um, say this was after, the, uh, after game one of the NBA Finals, quote, so it's not a legal standard, it's a private organization standard. So, again, they just have within their NBA um, realm to basically determine case by case how many games and what the suspension would be. So again, that's where we're at with the 25. As part of the NBA's collective bargaining agreement, Morant, he does have 30 days to file a grievance and an arbitrator would then decide if the suspension holds or is reduced. Okay. So now um, what contact, uh, let's see, <clears throat> they were talking about what would Morant need to do to um, return back to playing because part of uh, part of the suspension, they were saying that John Morant is going to have to, um, he's going to have to fulfill some requirements in order to 
return back to the court as well. Um, we know that he enrolled into counseling that was back in Florida with the A-game suspension. Um, but Adam Silver made it clear that the league will now be involved in approving the new counseling Morant must receive. Uh, so they didn't go into any details of what that in- entailed or what that will be. But now the NBA will have to basically sign off and say, okay, yes, this is enough or what have you. This fits the criteria. So, but again, we don't have any um, any concrete information on what that is. Um, ladies, do y'all have any comments up to that point? So far? I think that I think that would be uh, great. You know, as far as them, you know, approving, saying, okay, is this the counseling that he needs? Is he on the right path, or do we need to, you know, revisit the situation to see, you know, if we need to add something or we need to take away something? Um, you know, to help him, you know, to, to think about what he's done and, and own responsibility as well. Uh, because the first time when he supposedly have went to counseling, what, was a week or less than a week? Yeah. And so we think that, that really didn't Every benefit. Day. Yeah, that that really didn't benefit anything. So I think it's, it's great for them to be to have to approve, you know, if he's on the right track, if he's receiving the, the correct counseling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Hey, Lou, uh, you want to? I uh, uh, I can see whatever they're gonna do. This is gonna be a first time. You know what I mean? So I say they don't need to waste too much time on that. But like I say, like Miss Terry, Miss Terry said, he he needs to get some kind of help or something so that he can realize that this is something that he doesn't want to do for for the you know ever again. But uh, I, I really think that it's too much going on, girl. They need to go on and get it out the way and keep moving. Because I don't want them to really make him, you know, uh, he get just the, 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 the he, he's already lost millions of dollars, you know, and hopefully he learned from that. But, you know, you know, I just don't want, want him to be that, that one that they just make an example of, you know, because people have done worse and, you know, and, and, and received less. Hmm. Okay, I got you. Reginald says, so taking a photo with a gun, period, is a violation. Um, Reginald, I'm going to need you to expand on that a little bit because he never took a photo with the gun. All of this was IG Live. He went live brandishing a gun and, and you know, kind of acting like he was, uh, you know, jigga-ja uh, from the, you know, 372 crew. Like, he wasn't part of the Memphis Grizzlies. He was part of the, you know the 3-7 Mafia uh, gang. So it never was a photo. So I, I want you to elaborate on that just a little bit for me um, because, no, there was no photo, and it's not illegal to take a photo. But if you are the phrase, face of a franchise, you do not need to be brandishing a gun on IG Live like it's cool. Uh, so just, just clarify that for me. Tony, what's going on with you? Thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. All right. So now the next part, it says, what contact, if any, are the Grizzlies players, coaches, and front office allowed to have with Morant during his suspension? So according to the league officials, um, the exact terms of Morant's participation is in non-public team activities. They haven't been decided. So they haven't concretely said what he can do when it comes to non-public team activities. Um, But he will not be allowed to participate in any public activities or play in preseason games. 
Now, in the past, players who were under long suspensions were permitted to use the workout, and that is likely the case here. So he will be able to use the facility. Um, under the general terms of a suspension, the only restriction is that the player is not allowed to be in the arena starting two hours before a game. So, again, with the suspension, he'll be able to get his treatments, he'll be able to work out um, and so forth at the facility, but then he would have to leave once the season starts. Um, and, you know, at first I thought, mm, well, a suspension is a suspension. Why should he, you know, if, if you're, if you're going to be suspended, why should you have the luxury of being able to train or um, come to the facility for your treatment and workouts and all of that? Um, but then, I don't know, is it a good idea to just totally isolate Ja and not have him around any uh, team, any, you know, any of the team, any of the coaches? I don't know if that would be good for his, like, mental, um, mental stability, but um, I'm not sure how I feel on that one. Ladies, do you have a, do you have a, um, I guess, a say either yay or nay? Should he be able to? Um, still be, you know, amongst the team at the facility under the suspension? Well, see, Tina, I'm, I'm kind of in, in the same boat with you. Um, I'm not sure, you know, I say that if you're going to suspend him, you know, and not allow him to be on the premises, um, then just do it, you know, pre-season, pre no season, you know, just <laughs> just do what you want to do and just leave it be. But then, you, like you said, you don't want to you know, just take everything away from him or, you know, or his um, um, team from being able to be around him to, to socialize because, you know, that can really cause him to, you know, to go into maybe, you know, a lockdown or a, a real depression, and then he may, you know, act out more, even more so. But right. Like you, I, 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 just, I have mixed feelings about it. Yeah. Yeah. 347-826-7924. That's the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports. Hey, Rashad, I see you now. Hey, Lou, your thoughts? I wouldn't ostracize him because he's a young kid and he needs the fellowship and the camaraderie and uh, around positive people. And maybe if you stay around them, he'll work out his aggression and whatever it is that why he think he needs to be a gangster in the, from, the, from the jump. Uh, so I wouldn't ostracize him to that degree, but... Uh, uh, but he shouldn't be allowed to be, you know, in everything that everybody else is enjoying either. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's, it's, it's a balance. It's got to be a balance. Oh, I think that's a good way to put it, ain't Lou, because I think that was my, the main thing that I was struggling with because, okay, so if if he's done something to be suspended, then what better way to get across to him, listen, you have to stop this behavior because this is what the, this is what can be taken from you. And by still allowing him little bits and pieces of it, is he really going to be able to internalize and understand what it is that he, you know, that he has the possibility of losing? You know, should he not be removed from it altogether so that he can truly get why this is a privilege, you know, um, but you know, yeah, Amy, you, you you know, you make a good point there. Um, I just don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think I'm still leaning towards the not. You know, he shouldn't be able to participate. He shouldn't be able to have, um, you know, uh, reach 
to, to the organization because what are we doing here? Are we pacifying? Are we babysitting? Are we, I, I don't know. Because at the end of the day, yes, he's a young man, but he's still a man. You know, he has, he's grown enough to have, have a daughter. He's grown enough to have the responsibilities of, of being an NBA athlete. Um, I don't know. I'm just really torn on that one, ladies. I'm really torn on that one. Uh, now let's just say let's ostracize him for those games, you know, that first, what is it, 25 games or whatever, and then uh, after that bring him back in with everything that's going on. But he shouldn't. Definitely no perks or nothing like that, and maybe he should miss some things, and maybe it'll make him miss playing ball. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, like I said, he, he'd have to leave two hours. Once the season starts, he would have to leave two hours prior to the game. And uh, Kendra Perkins, he also made a point to say this, that, you know, when you're suspended, um, you know, the, the camaraderie, the, the locker room is really – and you you hear this a lot with former athletes. What do they miss most about not being in the league, whether it's baseball, basketball, uh, football? They miss the locker room. They miss that camaraderie. So Kendrick was saying, you know, to take that away from him, even like uh, when they get ready to, to go on road trips and they're going to, you know, leave and board the planes and all that, he won't be accessible to that. Um, he won't be, you know, there will be a certain time where he could be in the locker room or whatever, but then he's got to go and, you know, while the team preps to, to get ready for the games or what have you. So he said that that's really going to mess with him if, you know, not playing basketball will uh, basically saying that this will affect him if basketball is really what he wants to do. So, again, mm-hmm. with, with you know, not ever being in an NBA locker room, um, I have to take the word of a former NBA player to say, yes, this is going to bother him ultimately at the end of the day. Uh, so I do take a little solace in that. So I guess, again, with not being a participant of um, – all of those activities, you know, on the outside looking in, it just seems like, no, it should be cut and dry, no contact whatsoever. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see again. Ultimately, will this suspension finally um, resonate with Shaw? But the one I wanted to get to here. So the question, how does this impact Morant's contract and the 2023-24 salary? So here we go. Because the financial implications are seismic. They are great. So unlike the previous suspension, um, and I think we went over this, but this is as detailed as as information as as I was able to. um, We we didn't have this information before, I don't think. So last suspension, it cost Morant per game $83,583. This was during the eight-game suspension. So per game. 80, excuse me, $83,583. So that was a total of $669,000 he lost in the first suspension. The current suspension, it increases, get this, ladies, $304,545 per game. Total, he'll be losing $7.6 million with the 25-game suspension. There are two reasons for this significant increase. The first, because the suspension is for 20 games or more, is where it gets a little dicey and kind of intricate here, but follow me. 20 games or more, the per-game amount is one one-hundred-and-tenth of his 23-24 salary, so one over 110. The eight-game suspension during the season – 
only cost him one and one hundred forty fifth uh, percentage of his twenty twenty two twenty three salary. The thing is, is that for this year, the upcoming year twenty twenty two, I'm sorry, twenty three uh, twenty four, his average salary has increased. Going into this season, he is in year one of his $194 million rookie max extension. He signed this back in July of last year. So basically, his salary jumped from $12.1 million to $3.5 million in one year. Hence, why he only had 83000 per game of the eight-game suspension, and this one is going to be 304000 per game. Um, doesn't stop there, though. The practical costs of the suspension are far greater than his annual salary. As Terry mentioned, he will not be able to participate in any of the awards, NBA All-Defensive, Offensive, uh, NBA All-Team, none of that. He will not be in consideration. So we said it last time, because he didn't make the All-NBA team of last year, that's how he lost the $39 million going into the max extension. So he lost $39 million from last year. Whew. This, um, that would have made his five-year deal. Remember, he's on his rookie contract. He would have been eligible for a five-year contract at $230 million. He's already lost $39 million of that. Now, had he not been suspended, we do know, like I said, he would have been able to make the all-NBA team. Now we have to calculate his off-the-court, basically his endorsement. So he has an endorsement with Powerade and an endorsement with Nike. Nike, no one has pulled the contracts yet, but Powerade did pull some ads back in March. Nike, they're standing beside him. They said, I quote, we are pleased that John is taking accountability and prioritizing his well-being. We will continue to support him on and off the court. But he has essentially lost nearly $50 million in pay from these incidents by those ads being pulled and not being eligible once again for the NBA all, uh, all NBA honors this season. So I know that was a lot, ladies. (laughs) But when you now look at the financial ramifications, your overall thoughts. Aunt Lou, we'll have you start. He then lost about $97 million, if if I got this right here, and I think I do, because, you know, I'm halfway. $97 million. Do you know what you can do with that? You know, he can put that on his whole family. You know what I mean, or something. Just everybody could have been set for life, and they probably just yeah, will be if he if he doesn't do nothing else crazy. But ninety, you just throwing away money, yeah. you know. Ninety-seven million dollars, Miss Terry. Ninety-seven million dollars. I think all of us on this, everybody on LL Sports too, we will be set for the rest of our lives. Yeah, it's throwing money mm-hmm. away. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, have mercy. As you wow. said, 50 from the endorsements, and then I counted 47, and then it was 47 
if y'all just in the in the business of just throwing away money, I have I have something you can donate to. Okay. Legitimate. Come on. <laughs> okay. That's just ridiculous. That's too that's just too much money on, on stupid stuff. I was trying to get that um the phase that um what is it, uh John Lewis said Congressman, he said if you're gonna get in get in trouble, get in good trouble. Yeah. 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 You don't get in good trouble. And this is a good trouble. Mm-mm. Not at all. Mm-mm. Not at all. Wow. So, I, I'm with you, though, Terry. If this is not a wake-up call, even even if not to him, you know, John Morant, and, and you know what the crazy part is, John can make this all up. In a couple of seasons, if he, get, if he gets his head on right, and he has no more infractions for the rest of his career. He's only, what, 20, 23 years old? He still has, what, 10, 11 years, good years? Mm-hmm. He could be like mm-hmm. LeBron and up into his 40s. Um, he can make all this back plus more. Second yeah. deal on his second contract if he continues to have endorsements. Um, his shoes sold out in less than, what, I think it was like three hours. His shoes sold out once they dropped. Um, so, yeah. you know, Nike is aware of that. They see your 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 brand, what you can bring. Um, you don't think that's going to be more shoes for you, um, more uh, paraphernalia of John ja Morant. Uh, but Ja, you have to you have to be on the court to make the money. For yeah. people that are in Ja's camp, if Ja's not making the money, you can't reap the benefits. You know, whatever it is, whether you are hanger on, whether you're an assistant, a road manager, a driver, you know. Whatever your part is in his camp, you can't have a camp without the, the financial contribution. Come on, the leader. Well, y'all need to be helping him out. Ugh. I don't know, but um, but yeah. So that, I, like I said, I didn't even. Once I got past that part of the story, I did. Yeah, I stopped taking notes. So there were some more questions and answers. They were asked, uh, it, but it mainly had to do with um, the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, how will the luxury tax affect them now? Um, with Bob being off the court, how does that affect the team? And you really can't, uh, you really can't um, kind of regulate what the team is going to look like because we still have the draft. Um, you still have free agency movements and stuff like that. So the team that's probably constructed now may not be the same team that's constructed at, um, you know, at the start of the, the NBA season. So, but ladies, I had to bring this to you. Oh, I'm sorry, somebody have a question? Yeah, also, uh, Tina, I just wanted to mention, you know, we can't really say that, you know, with all the movement that's going on. But also, you know, they played pretty pretty good when John was suspended for those, you know, those first yeah. eight those games. So we really don't know. They may be okay. That's true. That's true. Now, keep in mind, Dylan Brooks, who was um, he was a key part, not not the main focus, but Dylan Brooks likely to not return back to the Memphis Grizzlies. So, like I said, it's just – the team is going to look different, so we won't know what his absence will look. Um, probably until the first 25 games, just to see how they, you know, how they um, gel. But they do seem, they do appear to come together in the absence of John Moran, which is good. But then it might be too good, you know. They keep playing well without you, then what they need you for. I don't know, but we'll see. 347-826-7924. That's the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. And so uh, before, uh, man, this hour went by quick. But ladies, I just had to pose, uh, bring this to you. I heard this was reported today. So Tim McMahon, he's of ESPN, he reported that John Morant's camp 
they feel like the NBA and the media are, get this, I quote, out to get him, end quote, meaning John Morant. Check this out. He said, I quote, this coming from uh, someone in Ja's camp. He says, I have heard indirectly that Ja and people close to Ja, perhaps people formerly close to Ja, have this feeling that the NBA are out to get them, that the media is out to get him, end quote. Your thoughts on Ja Morant's camp feeling that the NBA and the media are out to get John Morant. Terry, we'll have you kick that off. Well, you know, when I first uh, read that and heard that, I was like, they got to be kidding. How how, how are they after John? John brought all this on himself. So how are they out to get him? Because they suspended him for X amount of games? Because they said that he can't be involved in the activities and all that? You shouldn't be allowed to do any of that. And I'll count it as a blessing that just to be suspended for 25. And I still have, you know, flexibility, and I can be involved. So you should count it on the door. Um, I don't think that's necessary. That was my And again, say it again. Uh, Aunt Lou, your thoughts on... Totally agree with Miss Terry. Somebody out to get you when you flashing a gun in, in a video, dude. Who does that? You know, I, I just the crazy thinking. And, 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 and I mean, he, he's really blessed that that they didn't find him more. They didn't kick him out of more games. You know what I mean? They could have kicked him out the NBA. You know. I mean, he need they need to be quiet. These people. Okay. So what do you think? You have an incident where you're brandishing a gun at a nightclub. It's not like you were fleeing from from a, a robber or something, you know, this is self-defense. You're chilling at the nightclub partying, brandishing a, night, uh, brandishing a handgun. And less than two weeks later, you are moseying down the street, just holding the gun up to your head, just chilling, not like it's roll pop or I, I don't know I, I don't know um, but you are you are the one in this activity so are you saying that the league is not supposed to do anything is that what that camp is, is trying to imply oh we'll address it but there should be no ramifications for what you've done that doesn't warrant any type of punishment in what world, Ja, and the people who think this in Ja's camp, the media is out to get you? Once again, the media did not come looking for these for this story, Ja. You gave it to them. You handed it yeah. to them on a $97 million gold-plated, silver-encrusted diamond, uh, whatever jewel you can find, crusted plate. Ruby, <laughs> diamonds, everything. You got good sapphire. Come on, just everything. Any piece of jewelry you can, you you served it to him on a platter. But the media is out to get you. The NBA is out to get you because they suspended you twenty five games and took seven point six million dollars of your money that you gave away. I, I was I was too through. You 
What you will not do, John Moran, and your camp is play the victim in this whole scenario. Now, if you want to be mad at somebody, if somebody's out to get you, maybe check with that boy that turned the IG camera on in the car with Josh. Maybe. I don't know. Um, or maybe, just maybe, commit Josh into some type of uh, counseling or something and ask him, Josh, are you out to sabotage yourself? Because nobody else is bringing this on you. Yeah, when I heard that, I was like, "Come on now, y'all." That went. That part went too far. Yeah, I, I can't yeah, believe it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, um, I think I said this last week with John Moran, but now they need to line up the whole camp, whoever, the friends, the daddy, the mama, cousins, uh, anybody who is in agreement with this statement, line them all up and hit them all upside the head with VA can because this is too much. I can't. Not VA can. Yes. Hey, when you get knocked in the head with the VA can, it, you know, it gives you energy and sense and, you know, help. So. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. So, yeah, I, I was just too through when I heard that. I, I can't. Yeah, that's that's just that's just crazy. But you know, um, when when a person is guilty, you know mm-hmm. they always go put the fingers to someone else. But you know, my mom always told me, you know, look in the mirror before okay. you look elsewhere. You know, look okay. in the mirror before you look elsewhere. Mm. And you know that saying when you point one finger at one person, mm-hmm. you got to point right back at you. So yes. You know, obviously, John can't count because he's giving up $97 million. So uh, maybe he didn't realize those three fingers was pointing directly at him. I don't know. But, uh, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Right. Right. well, um, oh, this, this time is just dropping by. Well, real quick, Terry, before we let you go, because this is going to be the next story. So CP3, Janelle had mentioned this a few weeks ago. Um, she said it right at the end of the show that CP3 had been traded, but he actually hadn't been traded at that time. There were just trade talks, but now it is almost, I don't know what they're waiting to finalize. Maybe um, Brad, Bradley Bill has to go through a, um, a physical or something, but it's pretty much a done deal. CP3 is on his way out, going to Washington, and Bradley Bill is heading to Phoenix. Now, they're saying that CP3, more, more than likely, he will not be playing for Washington. So either Washington will trade him to another team, so it will be a three-team uh, three trade, or Washington will buy him out, meaning buy out CP3's contract, and which will allow uh, Chris Paul to be a free agent. But, uh, Terry, your thoughts on CP3 being out and now Bradley Bill being a uh, Phoenix Sun? Well, you know the the part with um with uh, CP3. Now I'm under the impression that he he never wanted to leave. Correct. He never wanted to leave, but then all of a sudden, all this trade talk come in, and he's supposed to be going to Washington, which you know you said he's not going to Washington, but um Bradley Bill, you know him coming over, you know. I was shocked with that when I heard that Bradley, he was coming over to the sun. Mm-hmm. But and CP3, you know, for him to be leaving, you know, he wanted he wanted to stay there. He wanted to, you know, I get get the, the right people, you know, in his circle so that he mm-hmm. can win a championship. Because, you know, he, he, he's 
itching for a championship. And right. I want him to get so bad. Wanted him to get it with the Suns. But, you know, I was just, you know, surprised when I heard that. I, I was just surprised when, when I heard that. And a little yeah. confused about how it all just, just came about. Because I think uh, Chris Paul, he was saying that, you know, the upper office, you know, had something to do with as far as the trade, you know, as well. Um, like he wasn't really, you know, like he was thrown off. He wasn't really aware of, you know, the trade. Just right. Like just, you know, dropped it on him, you know. Yeah, he got what, the information from his son. His son sent him a text. Now, that's great. Yeah. 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 Oh, CP3. Um, well, Terry, I want to make sure I give you uh, time to do your shout-out. Guys, I am just so glad I could make it tonight. Today has been one of those days, but as I always say, Tina, you just take me away. Calzon can't even do that. You know, <laughs> and I knew you were going to have an outstanding, just an awesome agenda, as you always do. You just keep doing what you're doing. I love each and every one of you. And Janelle, I pray all is well. And I have been reaching out to her, uh, texting her, just you know, just do a check in, and um, I will continue to do that. But I yeah. love you guys, and you have a um, blessed rest of the week. Thank you, thank you. Yes, I'm so happy you were able to get with us for the first hour. Love all right. You. Love you. All right. You be blessed. Love you. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. So now we're down to the dynamic duo. You know how we do it, ain't Lou and TJ holding down the fort. Hey Karen, how you doing, Karen and Mike Johnson? All right, um, make sure y'all share the show. Share the show, everybody. Uh, ain't Lou? So so. In, well, first your thoughts on um, hey Tasha. What's going on with you? Thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight, too. Um, so, hey, Lou, uh, well, let's just start from the beginning. So, Chris Paul, even Chris Paul said that he was surprised. Now, I don't know why, because this, this story has been in the news for the past, what, two or three weeks. Um, but he said that he was surprised by the reported trade. Uh, again, it sent him to the Washington Wizards, and then now we'll, it's uh, Chris Paul and... Uh, let me see, what's the other name there? Landry Shamit. So Chris Paul and Landry Shamit are headed to the Washington Wizards. Um, also, um, the the Wizards, they're fielding offers to possibly trade Paul to another team, um, as I said, or they could agree to a contract buyout, and that would allow Chris Paul to become a free agent. So, um you know, like I said, let's just start from the beginning here. Um, hey, Lou, what, what are your thoughts on the fact that the son didn't even kind of communicate this to him, that he found out the trade via his son uh, from, from a text? His son told him? Yeah. That's what he said. Well, uh, uh, I, uh, it's pretty bad. It means they want him out of there, and they kind of controlling his, you know, his life, uh, he's, he signed with them and stuff, and, you know, they just kind of take it over a little bit there. I'm surprised. I didn't realize it was that bad, but uh, I don't know why he wouldn't have known, especially with him not playing and living up to par, you know. But, mm-hmm. you know, some people just don't see, I guess. <laughs> Can't see the writing on the wall? Can't. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, the the fact of being surprised. Now, if he was surprised that, you know, like I said, he didn't get the official call from uh, Matt Ishbia, which is the owner of of the Suns, I can understand that. But, you know, to say that you were surprised by the the reported trade to begin with, um, or maybe just, you know, maybe that's one of those what we're supposed to read between the lines. He was talking about the fact that he it, it was official that he came through, um, you know, from his son. He didn't hear from the from the team at first. Um, and now Chris Paul also said he implied that Isaiah Thomas had a lot to do with making this trade happen, whether it was putting it in the ear of uh, Matt Ishbia, the owner, to kind of go after um, Bradley Bill. Um, but let's just say, uh, well. I, I want to give you the words of Chris Paul here. He said, in regards to, um, you know, the trade overall, he told this to the New York Times. He says, I quote, it's just, it's tough. Seriously, it is part of the business, and what you realize is that no one owes you anything. No matter how you are with them or what you do, you realize that in this business, nobody owes you anything as it should be. But when it comes through and my son texts me, I realize that, you know, Matt and Isaiah, I guess, just wanted to go in a different direction, end quote. Um, so, yeah, I think he was just more so surprised of of, come, of it coming via text from his son. But, you know, you keep saying that, you know, you know it's a business. Um, they don't owe you anything. You don't owe them anything. But from the sounds of it, it sounds like it's kind of uh, spilled milk. He's crying over spilled milk. Do you agree, Ain't Lou? Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, sounds like he's trying to trying to play the woe is me card. But, I mean, like you, you, you alluded to um, a little bit ago, Ain't Lou, the writing's on the wall, CP3. You haven't been healthy the whole time the Phoenix Suns have made it to the postseason. I mean, I, I just don't know how you think you're going to contribute when you're not even on the court. Now, you can say the same thing. You can flip it over to the L.A. Clippers, but you're not the main star. You're not a Kawhi Leonard. You know, you're in in the latter years of your career, uh, which Kawhi, uh, Kawhi will be soon. But, um, you know, anyway, he's not uh, of the, the Kawhi Leonard caliber. So you have to know that if you're not going to be accessible during the most pivotal time of the season, what good are you? Um, what use, TJ? What use? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but then again, you know, like I said, but that's a whole different story there with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George uh, for the Clippers. But um, they're saying that, of course, Chris Paul he would want to go either, you know, to probably one of the California teams um, because he does want to be on the West Coast where his family is. Um, could you see a return of Chris Paul though back to the Clippers, Anglu? I don't know. Daniel was saying we were discussing that, and he was saying that, you know, because the Lakers and the Clippers boys are getting older with the way he mm-hmm. plays. Chris Paul is slower than slow between him and that boy. Uh, Harden, the dribbling, and they slow down the game. It's just they, they, they're too slow for me, and I'm older than they are. But uh, he said, you know, that that's probably where he would want to go. But then I, I don't think he can go to the Clippers because of Westbrook. I don't think they get along, do they? Uh, well, you know, I think Westbrook has shown that he can get along with anybody when it comes to being a teammate because he got along with uh, with our boy, uh, the nuisance man. Um, uh, dang it. Oh, why do I always forget his name? Beverly. He played with Pepper. Oh, Pepper. Remember Pepper. when they were both on the Lakers. Okay. 
Yeah. So I, uh, you know, like I said, I just think that he needs to, he, he could be on there. I don't think he would really help them out. I think we would need someone else on the Clippers, uh, you know, because we, you know, we need that third man. And you think he would be the baby. If, if he stay good, stay healthy. That's the problem with all of them. they injured prone. And the main three right now, Paul George and uh, Kawhi are injured. What well, we want to bring Chris Paul over there for? Can you tell me? I don't even know. You are right about that. Hey, Robert, thank you so much for tuning in to the show. Uh, it says, always look, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, it w- I would think if uh, CP3 was going to entertain the Clippers, it would be an either-or, a CP3 or a Westbrook. And if the Clippers had to make that determination, I would hope they would continue with Westbrook because one thing we can count on is Westbrook being on the court. So if you know, I, I just can't see the both of them um, being needed on on the Clippers roster. So um, yeah, I, I would have to say if if it was if it's a thought to go to the Clippers, it would have to be one or the other, Westbrook or Paul. And if the Clippers had any sense, they would go the Westbrook route, which leaves the L.A. Lakers. Um, and I mean, I, I just what, from what we saw in the postseason this year. I just don't know if CP3 would be a good fit because I'm with you, Angelou. He it, he seems to slow down the game. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's. I, I mean, I know he's definitely trying to trying to reach that the you know the epitome, um, the pinnacle of his career by winning a championship. But sometimes it's just not in the cards. So yeah, because he slow it down and. Uh... And when you're slowing it down like that and you get into dancing, I call it they dancing and, you know, kind of showing off their talent and stuff, it's like they're out there on a the court uh, and it's not professional. You know how when they play ball out, you know, on the court, the guys do, you know, they got to do their moves and all that. You got time for all that. Y'all need to be scoring and making points. So I just, I'm not looking at him, between him and Harding. I just, it, it, I, I get tired of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we shall see. We shall see what the what the the fate of Chris Paul holds, um, you know, in in the upcoming. It wouldn't like I said, we have the NBA draft tomorrow, and um, we'll have to see what the teams do as far as boosting up their rosters. But uh, CP3, I don't know. I don't know where he's going to land, and he's going to be very specific on where he wants to land because again, he's not trying to move further away from his family. His family is on the West Coast. They did not move to Phoenix with him, um, so he was spending some, out of the year. I'm sorry, uh, away from his family already. So I know he's definitely not going to want to go because <clears throat> I think he was able to fly home on like their breaks and stuff like that during the season. But um, so it would have to be somewhere out on the West Coast that um, he would even be willing to entertain. So. We shall see. We shall see. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That's the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. Uh, but hey, Lou, any thoughts on, like I said, with Bradley Beal now joining Kevin Durant and Kevin Booker? Um, they're going to be, I guess, you could say the next big three. Um, a lot of people were saying that you know the the uh, Suns were a player away from you know serious. Uh, finals contention, you know, they made it to the finals the year before, uh, but got booted out, you know, this year. So um, do you think that with the addition of Bradley Beal, does this kind of make them the favorites for the West uh, coming out of the West next year and even over the reigning uh, champions, Denver Nuggets? What do you think? I think that will make them, they'll be con- contenders, but I don't think that they're going to be over the Nuggets. Nuggets got about six or seven 
firepower. There's there's only three. And when and when they decide they want to play defense, they gonna they gonna be really awesome, you know. Uh, they need to adopt uh, Miami's uh, the Heat's defense because they play some deadly defense. And uh, but uh, I, I think it'll make them contenders, very much so. I don't know. I don't know about the NBA champions. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to make them fun to watch. Um, again, you know, they're going to have to get that chemistry down. A lot of people just forget. You can't just add player and, and mix. You know, it's not a cake. Um, it takes time to build chemistry. Um, they're going to have a new coach. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not sure if this is going to be uh, year one um, accelerated. And when you, like I said, you, what you don't want to do is go backwards. So, which mm-hmm. is what they did this season. You know, like I said, made it to the finals the year before and uh, got booted out in the what, second round, uh, this mm-hmm. round. Uh, what you don't want to do is continue to go backwards. I know that's for sure. But to put them as the uh, favorite over the Denver Nuggets, child, please. I, uh, and, but what you don't want to do is to incentivize the Denver Nuggets. So, people keep talking that Phoenix is uh, the new, you know, the new uh, head head honcho or the head head runners. I mean, Denver might go and, and mess around and break the Bulls' records and, and uh, lose less than ten games, and we don't need that. I don't need them making history like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I hear you, girl. Shout out to Auntie Kim. I see you in the house. They ain't Lou on the uh, timeline as well. Duty pulling multiple duty, double duty there. All right, y'all. So I tell you what, on that note, we are going to go ahead. We will jump into our break. And then on the outside of that, it will be time. It will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, it will be time for Loose this lyrics. But right now, it is roll call time. Hey, Lou, what say you? Talk a doo doo. I'm here and not disappearing. <laughs> Not gonna be a run, uh, but I'm here and ready to roll and rock and shave and Janelle, we miss you, we love you. Yeah, <laughs> throw we, that in there. Too. That we do, we do. It is the dynamic duo in the house. Ain't Lou and TJ. We'll be right back after the break. It'll be Lucinda's lyrics, so don't move a muscle. We'll be right back after the break. I'd like to know the taste of honey in my life, in my life. Well, I've shared so many pains, and I've played so many games. Oh, but everyone finds the right way somehow. Someday 
Number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. But you already know. As I said before, it is time for the baddest lady in the land with her. It's that at this time for Lucinda's lyrics. We have on tap. Good evening, LL Sports 2. I have top headlines for you. This is officially 2023 NBA Draft Week, and things are about to peak. There are 58 picks, so which teams are up to some tricks? The number one pick is Victor Wimbanyama from France. To the San Antonio Spurs, he will advance. Victor led the French lead in points, rebounds, and blocks. His skills are superb and out of the box. Number two picks. The Harnicks have to choose between Brandon and Scoot. They don't know which one deserves the boot. There are a lot of free agents that would love to receive more payment. Like Dallas, Kyrie Irving, and possibly Philly's James Harden. Looks like they are ready to bargain. Toronto Fred Van Vliet might be leaving the Raptors. He's about to close that chapter. Will Malcolm Brogdon land at the Clippers? In this three-team deal with Morris Sr., Coffee, and Porzingis is Flippers. There are so many trades and unrestricted free agents in the works. These teams are offering a lot of perks. I pray that the owners don't rip them off as jerks. Uh-oh. Make me want to hurt. <laughs> you better do it, A. Lou. You better do it. Now, A. Lou, I have a question for you. Now, when you're trying to make the name rhyme... <laughs> what name, baby? <laughs> James Harden? No, 
the first one, the, the uh, first overall draft pick that's going to that's going to San Antonio. No, uh, San Antonio. Vic, I just, it was hard just saying all those syllables. Victor, okay. uh, you talking about Victor Wimbanyama from France yes. uh, to the San Antonio Spurs? He will yes. advance. Yes, that's it. It's, it's Wim, uh, Wimbanyama. 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 Okay. I just I I I, I sang on it too long. You know that I'm Southern girl. That Southern slang just went. Victor Wimbanyama. I should have said Victor W. from France to the San Antonio Spurs. He will advance. <laughs> That's all right. That is all right. I've been watching that kid, girl. He's a bad one. You hear me? He's bad. And so is Scoop. Scoop ain't nothing to play with either. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be it's gonna be fun, uh, definitely. I wonder if they're going to play in uh, any of the summer league, the G League, uh, this summer. But yeah, it's it's going. He he's going to be fun to watch. I'll put put it like that. And post San Antonio, they haven't been relevant in quite a while, so uh, it's going to be. Um, hopefully, they'll bring some excitement back to back to the Spurs. But uh, but awesome job once again, Ain't Lou. As always, as always. All right, so let's go ahead. We're gonna move to. Uh, I think it's a little bit of. Hold on. I think I had some. NBA. Yes. Okay. So for a um, couple couple names that are have decided to opt out, uh, Kyle Kuzma uh, from the Wizards. He's declined his thirteen million dollar player option. He's going to become a free agent. Agent. Um, he's expected to be one of the most prominent players to hit free agency this summer. Um, heading like I said, heading into the summer. So uh, Kyle Kuzma, he has declined, and also Draymond Green. Now this one it was pretty much expected. For Draymond Green, so don't everybody get you know in a, in a toss there. It does not mean that he's leaving uh, the Warriors. I think it's going to take. Um, it would. I don't know. I think this is just for him to see maybe what else is out there. But he did decline the 27.6 million player option, so he is going to become an unrestricted free agent. Um, and so now he can talk with the Warriors as well as explore sign and trades with him. But I would be very surprised if uh, Draymond Green does not return as a. Um, Go to State Warrior. Any thoughts on uh, Draymond opting out, Aunt Lou? Think he'll... No, because usually he, he, he wasn't going to do it, right? I think we had talked before he was he was going to stay or something, so I guess he opted out. Okay. Well, uh, he might just want them to play it, you know, up, his, up the ante if they want to keep him, what you think? Yeah. Yeah, like I said, he he had always said he was going to opt out, but it's just a matter of by opting out, yeah, now that gives him the opportunity to speak to other teams. But um, you know, the the Warriors they still, you know, basically own the rights to him and they can match or, or still give him a contract. So it's not really like I said that he's leaving. Um he just wants to kind of explore and see what oh. you know, in all honesty, I don't think Draymond Green is Draymond Green on another team. And I don't think nobody gonna put up with Draymond Green like that. He gonna go. He probably go there and, and everybody leave the team. I ain't gonna say that, but you know, he, he Steph and them have patience with that man, and they just kind of you know they let Draymond be Draymond. They probably talk to him off the court or whatever. But he goes somewhere else. He gonna probably be fighting people. Yeah, well, yeah, well, he fights his own, even with the Warriors. So if he fights, yeah, well, he, you know, he. Yeah, but that's why they're getting rid of my boy, uh, Steph Jr. They, they gotta get getting ready to get rid of uh, him, Jordan. Who? Who? I mean, Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, Poole? they might be trading him out. I heard. Oh. And he be in 
Draymond shouldn't have been beating up the man because I, I could just see him raising up as a curve. But he didn't do, I guess he didn't do that well in the finals like he should have. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he didn't play, you know, especially those uh, games because it's like he was cold as, as clay. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, they're going to give clay the uh, benefit of the doubt, but these other right. ones, they not. Right. And it's yeah, the year he got his money, too. That's another thing. You can't get your money and then go MIA. And it was reported that, you know, once he got his money, he changed. He changed. Now we, yes. Uh-huh. Now, we don't condone violence. And, you know, Draymond didn't have any business putting his hands on the boy. But, uh, you know, Draymond ain't the one to be messed with either. And you've worked with him long enough to know not what buttons, or you should have known what buttons not to push. And uh, they say Draymond just had to remind him, you know, okay, now, you know, don't forget who you are and where you're at. But, um, but you know, you never want to see it get to that point. And, and I do believe firmly that that whole, they could say that, you know, they worked through it and they were putting it behind them, but it affected them this year, definitely. And it affected the whole team, not just them two. You know, it affected the team. Because I'm, I'm sure some of, the, some of the people didn't like Draymond, you know, fighting him and, you know. Yeah. You know, and, and that could have been some of the main, you know, key players because they trying to keep the three together: Draymond, Clay, and, and uh, Curry. Right. But uh, you know, they all need to step it up a little bit more. With Curry working like a dog, he needs some help up in here. Yeah, that's true. So we. But yeah, I'd be surprised if Draymond Green uh, doesn't return back to the Warriors. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. All right, so let's go ahead and move to some gridiron, some football news here. Uh, well, it looks like we've entered another week of. Um, where's my music? Here we go. This is a news report of SV, not not SVU, but. Uh, Law and Order, part of part of uh, other show. So Tyreek Hill, he is under investigation following an altercation. Uh, they're saying that the Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill is under investigation on allegations of assault battery at a Miami Beach marina. Uh, this is sorry for the Miami Dade Police Department. This was on Tuesday. What's up, Phil? How you doing, Phil? Thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. Uh, so they're saying, according to WPLG-TV in Miami, Hill allegedly hit a marina employee during a disagreement, and this took place on Sunday. Miami sports radio show host Andy Slater reported that Hill slapped the employee on the back of the head, but that the employee has declined to press charges at this time. Ain't look. Tyreek Hill. Going around slapping people upside the head. Now, I know, you <laughs> I know he's a cheater, and I know he gets up and down the, the, the field mighty quick, and uh, he, he, he's a, a, a draw, you know, a, a very elite player, and people pay, you know, to come see him play. But uh, I don't think they – that gives him the right to be slapping people upside the head. What do you think? I'm in total. Total agreement with you. They're giving me hiccups just hitting people. I don't even understand these people. I just don't know why they think they can't keep their hands to themselves. They, we adults now. So you just got to walk away. Is, is it too much like like right to walk away, or do you think you're losing when you, when you walk away? 
least you ain't in no in no jail or possibly a lawsuit or something or possibly getting killed because you hit people now, girl. They might kill you. They might shoot you. Might not even ask no questions now. Okay, that's true. That's true. I am. Um, I don't know. I leaves more uh, questions than answers because you know, was it a slap? You know, was it like a, a open handed slap? Was it a closed hand? Uh, did it make a sound? Was he bald headed? You know, so was the 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 uh, you know was the, the hit? You know, that even more intense. Um, and the fact that the employee has declined to press charges says at this time. So does that mean he's going to come back later? If maybe he puts out a figure and 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 Tyreek Hill, you know, or have they already worked out an agreement? But again, you cannot go around slapping people upside the head, Tyreek. You make too much money. It falls into that category of just giving money away. Why work so hard if you just don't throw your money away? And lawsuits, uh, stupid, you know, stupid actions and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I don't know. I just don't. <laughs> it's wrong says, with us. I know. My mom says it was a pimp slap. Well, if it was a pimp slap, then uh, that, maybe that's why he, he dropped the charges, because he's he going to get some pimp money. I don't know, Mom. <laughs> Well, he can't go around slapping people. That's all I know. Uh, we'll, we'll have, how much this cost him? Uh, the Dolphins, they did release a statement saying, I quote, we are aware of the situation and have been in contact with Tyreek, uh, his representatives, and the NFL. I said we will reserve further comment at this time. Tyreek got in trouble with the Kansas City Chiefs, too. So, you know, Tyreek, I'm going to need you to stay out the blog now, you know, after – that's police blogs. Starting Come on. Okay. But uh, so we'll see. Like I said, he's uh, dropping the charge. I mean, no, didn't press charges as of right now. So Tyree got lucky. All right. So, and more. Order news. The Patriots cornerback, Jack Jones, he pled not guilty to weapons charges. So the New England Patriots cornerback, Jack Jones, he was arraigned on weapons charges in East Boston Municipal Court on Tuesday, yesterday. Um, he pled not guilty, posted a $30,000 cash bail, and is next scheduled to appear in court August 18th for a probable cause hearing. So prosecutors said that authorities at Boston's Logan Airport found a Glock box with two guns and ammunition inside a bag with Jones's name on it. Jones, who is 25, he was charged with two counts of the following offenses. One, possession of a concealed weapon in a secure area of the airport, possession of ammunition without a firearm identification card, unlawful, I'm sorry, unlawful possession of a firearm, carrying a loaded firearm, and possession of a large-capacity feeding device. Now, two of the counts against Jones carry mandatory minimum prison sentences of two and a half years if he is indicted and later convicted. Two other counts carry mandatory minimum sentences of 18 months if he is indicted and later convicted. So these aren't just, you know, penny ante charges. His brother could see some real time if he's convicted. Um, his attorney, Rosemary Chapaccio, uh, says, I quote, he had no intention of bringing any guns into Logan Airport that day. He had no intention of bringing any guns onto an airport that day. I expect the evidence is going to show that he had no knowledge of what was going on. She also uh, took aim at the coverage over Jones' arrest. She says, I quote, 
It's the social media and the media who have turned him into a thug, who have labeled him a thug with no evidence whatsoever. Because he's a young black man, all of a sudden he's a thug. That's what happened here. It's disrespectful to Mr. Jones and every other black man in America. This is the institutional racism we deal with every day in the court system. That label that was attached to him through social media almost got him fired, and it was completely unfounded. Um, She also went on to say, quote, all Mr. Jones wants to do is play football. He doesn't want to be a distraction at all. He wants to support his family and play football. We're grateful to the Patriots organization and to the leaders of the Patriots because they didn't believe and feed into what was happening on social media where people were saying he was trying to get the guns past security. Nothing could be further from the truth. That's not what happened in this case. I suggest we wait to hear all of the evidence before people jump to a conclusion, end quote. Um, so April, August 18th, um, the court date, that comes one day before the Patriots are scheduled to play the Green Bay Packers in preseason. Now, um, I'm sorry, one here, second, Jones, um, sorry, let's read something here. So Jones, um, he was a 2022 fourth-round draft pick uh, out of Arizona State, and uh, his rookie season, it ended in late December because of a team suspension for an unspecified violation of club rules. Let me repeat that again. 2022, he was a rookie, fourth-round draft pick, but he did not complete the whole season because he was suspended for an unspecified violation of club rules. Uh, His agent, Jamal Tucson, described it as miscommunication regarding Jones' rehabilitation from a knee injury. Hence, He's been in trouble before. Um, mm. Patriots director of player personnel, Matt Groh, uh, he endorsed Jones after the team picked him in the draft, saying, uh, quote, we spent a lot of time with Jack to try and get comfortable and understand the different situations and have a process in place to add him to our program. That's code for we know the brothers got troubles, but we we feel like we can go ahead and deal with them. Now, it's maybe coming home to roost. Um, Ain't Luke, any thoughts on Jones and um, the fact that, uh, I mean, how do you have two guns and ammunition and you don't know that they're on your possession and you're going to the airport? Can you help me with that? Can you help me understand that, Ain't Luke? People just lie like rugs <laughs> and and it depends on the, 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 the what color house you win, you can get away with it. Okay. Now, you know, you, you you got a gun on you. You can feel that. Come on now. And why do you have a gun? What are you, are you, what are you afraid of? On the plane. I mean, you can't get to it. It's shit. Uh, and I know you didn't get to baggage claim. But, uh, maybe he did. I don't know. But he had a, a box with two guns and the ammunition. Now, I don't know about you. I just took a trip. And... Maybe he doesn't pack. Okay, he's an athlete. Maybe he didn't pack his suitcase. Maybe someone else did it. Well, wouldn't they have told him they put his guns up in there, TJ? Come on. Oh, no, ain't Lou. I'm saying even with that, don't you go back and check? I don't know. This was, You know, I, I don't mean to make light of the situation, but my goodness, she had two blocks. Come on. 
and the box had your name on it. I mean, I could understand maybe if it has, you know, your, your, your brother or your nephew's name, and maybe they, I don't know. But, yeah, Jones, I, I'm going to have a hard time. I can't wait to see what the lawyer, uh, how the lawyer plans to explain this. But she is How they going to explain it? She is except that he had no knowledge of what was going on. So mm-hmm. you're just going around carrying things that's in your bag, and you have no idea. So somebody could have dismembered a, a body and put that leg in your suitcase. You're going to go to the airport, and they're going to say, Mr. Jones, where is this leg coming from? And you say, There's no idea. Do you really believe that, TJ? Come on now. Now, of course, you know, I, I can understand, you know, being a little offended or upset with the media, you know, labeling him as a thug, you know, just because, again, um, you know, black men, black athletes are not the only people who go through the, through the airport with firearms and get caught. Um, a lot of times it is an innocent, you know, mistake. People travel with it and, uh, you know, they forget they you know, forget to have it on their person. Uh, I don't know how we can make that mistake because I would think that the airport is the one place where you know you're going to and you would know you'd have to leave your firearms. Uh, but, again, maybe because I don't, you know, own a firearm yet. Uh, I don't know. Just kind of kind of find it hard to believe, though. Jones and uh, Miss, what's her name? Uh, Pachio. So we'll see. See how she gets out of that one. But that was our uh, Law and Order news for for uh, today. Okay, three four seven eight six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies. But in all in all seriousness, so hopefully you know he does not have to uh, you know face any of these, be indicted, and of course you know found guilty so that he has to do time. Uh, we definitely don't want to see that. But this might be a wake up call for uh, Mr. Jones. Leave your firearms at home. You know, like I said, you've already been, um, you were suspended the end of last season because of an infraction you had coming off of your knee injury, you know, violating the, the team's policy. So you don't want to make it two years in a row that you have a problem getting out on the field because it might not be a third season. So you'll be singing a song, me and uh, Mr. Jones. They got a thing going on, and it ain't playing football. All right, here we go. Alvin Cook. <laughs> <laughs> Dalvin Cook, <laughs> Cook nor um, Dante Hopkins have found a home yet. I am, I am really puzzled by this. Um, I, I, cause these are two two premier um, athletes. Now we we talked a little bit about Dante Hopkins and a little bit of the baggage that he's carrying, but still his his, his talent. I think uh, it should not keep him from being on a team. Uh, let's see, Tasha says, or put your firearm in your check bag. Yeah, so if you put it in your check bag, yeah, because you have to take that out, and then you let them know. So you, I guess you can travel. You can't travel with a firearm, huh? I didn't know that. Did you know that, ain't Lou? You can't. Yeah, I knew that. You can. Oh, but they okay. just go through a lot of red tape to get it get in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you oh, can okay. travel. Yeah, but, I mean, I would think though, if you if you um, pack it in your in your uh, luggage that you're checking, I mean, there's nothing you could do on the plane because your bag is there. I would think it would be, I don't know. 
again, I don't own a firearm. So one of the things that I will have to pay attention to and learn once I get my uh, Smith & Wesson. Lock. Yeah, that too. Whichever one it is, I'll be locked it up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, but Dalvin Cook, so uh, running back, for, uh, just was recently released from the Minnesota Vikings, he says that he is interested in teaming up with DeAndre Hopkins. So, uh, like I said, we know that he's a free agent. Uh, he was released from the Minnesota Vikings uh, this past, this earlier this month, and said that he has an interest in teaming up with DeAndre Hopkins on his next team. He spoke on Monday on the Adam Schefter podcast, and he said of Hopkins, um, "quote If we end up on the same roster, that would be something epic for the NFL." Uh, we know that uh, Cook played six seasons for the Vikings. He turned 28 in August. Um, he was set to make 14.1 million, uh, but Minnesota, they wanted to get rid of that cap space, so, again, they released him. Hopkins, who was 31, uh, he was released, again, uh, from the Arizona Cardinals last month. And so, um, so far, DeAndre Hopkins, he has visited the Tennessee Titans and the New England Patriots. This was done last week. Um, Cook, Brandon, I'm sorry, Dalvin Cook, he also said on the podcast, I quote, I know his mindset, and I done played against D-Hop a numerous amount of times. When I've been with D-Hop, we done chill together. We done been around each other. like, And it's like I kind of see the person that he is, like he want to win, and that's what my mind at my mind is at, too. I want to go win. Like I said, the money going to come, and that's going to happen. But, like, as far as going to lift uh, that Vince Lombardi trophy up, he got the same mindset as me, end quote. So, um, that would be a very nice combination, I must admit. Uh, Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins uh, on the same team. If they get the right quarterback, whoo, that would be um, that would be fun to see. I am not gonna lie. Uh, any thoughts from you, Ain't Lou, with uh, Dalvin Cook teaming up with DeAndre Hopkins? I'm with you. I think it would be great. Yeah, barring both of them stay healthy and stay on the field, uh, DeAndre yeah. he has little uh, things where he 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 gets in trouble with uh, um, um, prohibited yeah, things you're not sure. to take. Uh, yeah, yeah, violating the the conduct uh, not the conduct policy, but the uh, you know their drug policy not drug policy but um, you know just <clears throat> and taking things that are against protocol in the league. Um, but and Dalvin just stays hurt, but he's been good the last four seasons. He had he's had 1,000 rushing yards uh, seasons the past four seasons, which hence why he's made the Pro Bowl. So, um, mm, like I said, if they uh, well I was gonna say if they could, if they could team up, going back uh, uh, with the Browns teaming back up with Deshaun Watson, but uh, Browns have a, a nice um, running back in Chubb. So they wouldn't really need Dalvin Cook, but that would be a nice two-headed monster, though, coming out of the backfield for for uh, for the Cleveland Browns. Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook, oh Lord, and then having DeAndre Hopkins on the who else does, does uh hmm I'm trying to think what other wide receivers the Cleveland Browns have. Nothing like a DeAndre Hopkins, though. That might be something the Browns want to look into. Oh uh, no. I'd be fun to see. Three four seven eight two six 
That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. All right. Let's see here. There was some more NFL news and notes that I wanted to get to. Um, Let's see here, y'all. Bear with me. Now, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but uh, just in case if I did, but if I uh, if I did, but if I did, then you know, just charge it in my head. But I just want to talk about it again. John Lance said that Brock Purdy is coming along just fine, and I'm happy about that because I would like to see Brock Purdy ready for Week One when we go up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So let's just hope that uh, Brock Purdy continues to heal quickly. All right. So now let's see. Moving on to some. NFL News. See, what do I want to start here? There we go with the Dolphins. Okay, so for um, the Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers, they are set to pick up the fifth-year option for quarterback Justin Herbert. Um, It's still being reported. They are still trying to work on a long-term deal for Justin. A lot of, um, you know, a lot of people were saying that – Baltimore, you know, that they would want to go ahead and lock Lamar Jackson in before the teams of a Justin Herbert, of a Joe Burrow. Um, and I believe there's one more, there was one more quarterback who was coming up, um, you know, for their extension. And so they were saying, you know, that uh, Baltimore would want to go ahead and lock uh, Lamar in because you let these other quarterbacks get their money, and, of course, you know, Lamar's going to be – it's always the next man in line. We've talked about this before. Um, the next person in line always wants to one-up, you know, the previous contract. So, again, uh, we know that Lamar, he signed his uh, five-year deal. So uh, now it's Justin Herbert. He's he's up next, him and Joe Burrow. So they're saying that the Chargers are uh, trying to work out a deal before this and uh, to lock him in. Uh, Justin Herbert says that he is confident that that will happen prior to, you know, the beginning of the season. But he's also said that he is not, um, whatever it is, he's not going to sit out. He will not be sitting out of training camp or anything like that. So he's not going to let contract negotiations halt him from uh, stepping on the field. All right. And for my 49ers, they did pick up the fifth-year option on wide receiver Brandon Ayuk. Um, so that's good news there. So we will have the tandem of Ayuk and uh, Debo Samuel as our um, main targets with Christian McCaffrey and um, what other running other running back we have in rotation. Because one thing we go through is running backs on the San Francisco 49ers. And then, of course, having um, our num- numero uno tight end. Yes, the best tight end in the league. I said it. Um, What's the man named Kittle? George Kittle. <laughs> Your boy Kittle. Kittle, Kittle. Give me that tight end in the middle. All right. And let's see. Uh, the Chiefs, um, I think I already said this, so that they had released defensive end Frank Clark, and I believe he is now with Miami. So Miami, they are doing some things um, out there in that uh, – that sunshine state of Florida. They want to be relevant uh, going up against those uh, Buffalo Bills and now with the Jets, um, you know, doing their thing. Still can't count on the Patriots either, um, even though they were irrelevant last year. All right. And 
I believe that's the last of the news. No, football. So, ain't loose. We are, I thought I had written it down there. I think I had to get the the exact number. But I believe, I want to say we are less than now, uh, I think 90 days. We're under 90 days for the start of the NFL season. The uh, Hall of Fame game is August the 11th, I believe. So, looking forward to that. Kittle in the middle. You already know, Tasha. <sighs> I don't want to get too excited this year because, Lord have mercy. Mm. But I am excited. I, can, I cannot admit it. What's going on, Justin Howard? Thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. Make sure y'all share the show, too. Share the show, everybody. Share the show. All right. So, um, again, I believe we're at 90 days from the start of the NFL season, you know, with no basketball. But, again, don't forget the NBA draft tomorrow night. Make sure that you catch that. That will give us uh, something there. And uh, baseball season in full swing. A lot of things going on in baseball. You know, we don't really cover a lot of baseball until um, the postseason. But a lot of moves in baseball, um, uh, a lot of big contracts. Um, I know that Versio Call in one of the games yesterday, Texas Rangers, um, uh, one of the coaches, uh, I'm sorry, the um, yeah, coach, I guess, uh, thrown out because of, of a call. So I'm trying to stay on, um, uh, get some get some baseball news for y'all in the next upcoming week. Justin says, my Rams need to get it together. No, not really, Justin, not really. They could say exactly what they're doing which may be nothing. You know, y'all have a lot of people coming back this, this season. Um, <laughs> so, you know, no no rush for the, for the Los Angeles Rams to get anything together, to, you know, make anything happen this year. I would like for y'all to stay just where y'all were last year, three and uh, whatever. That's a three-win team. That would work for me. Okay. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> Hey, Lou, by any chance, have you thought any of, of what your team is going to be this year? Have you put any of your oh, thoughts on it? Oh, no, oh, no, brown cow, no. That's <laughs> <laughs> a brown cow. Oh, Lord, okay. Well, like I said, <laughs> countdown, you're still 90 days away, you know. For you to pick brown, uh, Broncos, Seahawks, you know, whichever one, whichever one you want to win, blow. But, uh, what if I don't want either one of them? I might go with something else. Well, look now. I mean, you can't put y'all. <laughs> y'all now that that can't happen. Now you said that that Russell was your man. That's why we let you go to the Broncos. Now. You, Oh, Lord, we got to see what Russell do. He was out there watching the different Nuggets and happy for them. But I'm like, dude, what you gonna do this year? It's well, like, TJ, it's just like they be paying them all that money and they don't know how they're gonna act. You know, the people start getting injured or either they just start playing horrible. But they get these big, these these off the chart uh, contracts. You know. Yeah, and that but that was Denver's fault. They should not have paid uh, Russell Wilson all that money before he even snapped a football. <laughs> so that's you know they they in the business of giving away money too, I guess. But uh, people just wasting money. You know they're just wasting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right, I got some. I got a bank account they could waste it in if they really want to get rid of it. You and me both. Eight two six seven nine two four. Just says, what's your thoughts on Oakland losing the A's to Vegas? Well, you know, oh, they they were talking about Oakland just can't keep a team. Um, Vegas is the new spot. So 
So, you know, if they have the money to buy the teams up, but trust me, well, I shouldn't say trust me, it would not surprise me if these teams don't stick around in Vegas uh, because, you know, the, team, the the people have got to come out to support. Now, they may be able to keep it because uh, of all the visiting teams. You know, everybody wants to go to Vegas, so that might be a premier spot. But Vegas is so expensive, too. So they're going to have to they have to come to a meeting of the mind. Uh, I got it. But I don't know. Uh, Vegas, is, Vegas is the new spot. Um, but, again, I, I, I don't really follow baseball that much. Um, so Oakland, I believe, put it like this, if the Raiders can leave Oakland, anybody can leave. Oh, they ain't going to keep nobody. Because I really yeah. didn't think that the, that the Raiders would leave. Yeah. So Tasha says the city needs that real estate for something else. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And on that note, it's a wrap. Hey, Lou, you shout out. Oh my shout outs. Are we are we on next week? Next week, yes. Uh but the following week, the what's that, July fifth? July fourth is coming up. But we yes. we will be here on the twenty uh eighth. Next yes, week we'll is be on the twenty eighth. Uh huh. But not the fifth, not July fifth, because it's a holiday. I figure okay. you know, a lot of people I'll and um I'll be traveling and stuff like that too. So. Okay. Well, yeah, because I, I had a shout-out for six birthdays, but now I'm going to have to do three because we're coming back next week. Yeah. So first I want to give a shout-out. Happy 95th birthday to her. She's my Aunt Gladys, I call her, but really she's my cousin. Her birthday is June 25th, so I want to give a shout-out to her. She'll be 95. TJ's still alive. We got we still got some, some, some uh, seniors up in here after all. And yeah. then on... Um, on June 26th, uh, he he will be 65. This is Keith Lee. He's my son's godfather. He's Daniel's godfather. So he'll be 65. Happy birthday, Keith. Happy birthday, Aunt Gladys. And then on the 27th of June, this will be back on 28th, Jordan uh, Fizel, he's my great-nephew, your great-cousin, because he's a junior son. He's going to be eight. The baby's just going to be turning eight. So I want to give a shout-out to him. Happy birthday, Jordan. Y'all just celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. And I want to give a shout-out to uh, thank Miss Terry for coming on like she did for that hour. We really appreciate it. It's just nice to have the threesome, and it's even better with the foursome. Uh, uh, but uh, just loving on you, Miss Terry, and, and hopefully you'll be back with us uh, next week in two, for, for two weeks. I mean, I'm sorry, for two hours. Janelle, Janelle, just want to tell you I love you. I miss messing with you. I'm just hoping I prayed it all is well with you uh, and that, that we we will see you maybe next week. But I know that you have to handle your business and grieve and just know that, that, that uh, God, that, that uh, as you he said, blessed are those who weep, uh, that for they shall, when you weep, that you will be comforted. So I pray that he's comforting you at this time and, uh, and to the point where, you know, you'll be able to get back and come on and press your way on back out here. But if you don't make it next week, it's not the end of the world. But we should, we are missing you. I just want you to know we miss and we love you. TJ, TJ, what do I say? Girl, you would have thought that you had about 15 people on the show tonight. Uh, you're just holding it down like you always do. Uh, it was a good contact, good uh, everything, uh, just good good vibes, uh, just uh, excitement and, you know, 
energy. We we need it all. Your time is coming, darling. Just just hang in there. Hang on in there. But something is about to break. Something's got to break. That's what uh what, what the girl said. Uh, uh, she's uh the one of the Clark sisters' daughter. Uh, she's this young girl, Kiki Shears, I believe. She said something's got to break, and something's gonna break pretty soon for you. So just hang in there, and I just want to tell you that I love you, and and uh, you keep doing what you're doing. And I'll be back next week. If the Lord is willing, we will be back. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Aunt Lou. And I love you right back, all right? Thank you so much. You're always holding it down with me, and I appreciate it. <laughs> all right. Well. Have a good one. Love you. Love you, too. All right. And 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to the ladies of Sports LL42 with that's dynamic duo, the other half of the dynamic duo, ain't lose. If you miss the lyrics, make sure you catch them uh, uh, on the recording, okay? Let's see, Wednesday Wikipedia for June 21st. We are almost in the month of July, y'all, over halfway through the, through the year. Uh, 1997, the Women's National Basketball Association made its debut, so the WNBA. It was the New York Liberty. They defeated the Los Angeles Sparks 67-57. So that happened June 21st of 1997, all right? Shout out today, um, birthdays, uh, 70, uh, Lionel Richie, he turned 74 on yesterday. So he had a birthday yesterday, so that's why I played Zoom. Happy birthdays today, Sarna Burgess, turns 39. Jesse Smollett, yeah, we all know of Empire now. Is he in jail? Uh, turns 41. Chris Pratt, uh, the, uh, the actor, turns 45. And William Prince of Wales turns 42 today, all right? So happy birthday to them. Shout out to each and every one of you. Thank you so much for tuning into the show, whether you listen to two minutes, two hours, one hour. We thank you. We love you for the support. Make sure that you share the show. And tell a friend, tell a friend about your girls on Wednesday night. All right? Shout out to Marlon. Shout out to Ronbo of Ronbo Sports. Shout out to the Chambers Brothers, Marvin and Harold Chambers. Uh, of course, a great big shout out to the Chop Shop, Robert Hatter, Jim Hicks, and sometimes Chris Walker doing their thing uh, Monday through Thursday, 12 to 2 Central Time. Shout out, great big shout out to Aunt Lou. Like I said, make sure that you catch her lyrics um, on the recording. Shout out to Terry for being part of the Triple Threat tonight. And, uh, of course, Janelle, we miss you. We love you, and we are sending um, prayers and comfort your way. All right? Y'all, please make sure that you keep um, our fourth member, Janelle, in your prayers. Okay? Um, of course, again, a great big uh, congratulations to um, my nephew, Orencio Fisher, uh, his, now him and his bride, Peyton Moore Fisher. Uh, they said I do on Saturday, so it was a beautiful, beautiful ceremony. Shout out to my sister, um, artist, uh, and her husband, Stacy, Stacy artist. Stacy, you are the man, okay? So shout out to them. Of course, a great big shout out to my daddy, Lawrence Jackson. Happy birthday again to you, daddy. Turned 70 years old yesterday, so what a blessing that is. And shout out to my brother, D'Angelo Jackson. I love you, fellas. And, of course, last but by no means least, to the wind beneath my wings. My mommy, Miss Denise Green, everything you do for me, everything y'all see her on the timeline, shouting out, making sure y'all share the show, recognizing each and every one that comes on that timeline. It does not go unnoticed, mommy, not only from me, but from everybody else. So I thank you and I love you. All right. So, yeah, so that's going to do it for the show tonight, y'all. So that leaves us with only one more thing, and that is TJ's motivational moment. And, you know, I always like to bring you guys things that um, inspire me. So, you know, if it touches me, if it reaches me, then I always, you know, I don't want to be selfish and not share it. Um, So tonight, though, um, 
TJ's motivational moment is actually going to come from one of our members of the team here. Um, Janelle, I always tell y'all that Janelle, um, one thing I love about our friendship and one thing I love about her is how she is always pouring into me. And even in the midst of whatever she is going through, um, she can always find a little bit of time, you know, for other people. And so um, tonight I want to share with you um, an inspiration that she shared with me, and um, I hope that it resonates with you as much as it resonated with me because it could be no truer words, all right? So, again, TJ's Motivational Moment tonight is given to you by Janelle Williams. This is what she wrote me. You know, one thing that I know is that life is like the weather. Weather can never be the same all the time. That's not how life works. Life changes the way seasons do. Sometimes it's sunny and warm, and other times it's dark and cold. The goal is always to grow through every season. Flowers can't grow without rain. If it doesn't rain, the flowers won't grow. So during rainy seasons, what are we learning to grow through that season? When it's cold and snowing in winter and the ground is resting to prepare for the next spring and summer growth, what are we doing to prepare for it? Life is not always about happiness. You can't receive blessings every single day because how will you learn to grow through adversity? When it's a season of darkness, you can't ask God why this is happening because you don't ask him why he's blessing you. Each day begins at midnight when it's dark outside. If a new day starts in the dark, then it's in the darkest moments that your new beginning will start. What are you learning in those dark times that will help you grow into the person you are meant to be? Are you going to use those I'm sorry, are you going to use those those dark times to just wallow in misery or use it to help you get to your next season? The biggest thing to remember is that life is going to be filled with ups and downs, and you want to experience all of it because the second there is no more ups and downs, that means you have flatlined. So, yes, I am in a downswing right now, but this is temporary, and there are brighter days ahead. We love you, Janelle, and I hope that touched someone as much as it touched me. I'm TJ, and that's my motivational moment. And, Janelle, we are with you in spirit and in prayer. Until next time, be good to others, be good to yourselves, but most of all, y'all be blessed. Bye-bye.